right. Good morning, everyone out there in the world. This is Andrew Pizzelli, joined by Christian Lauber, and this is the 360 Sports Show coming to you live via Facebook and circulated throughout the world. Hope you're all doing well. Thank you for joining us here this morning. Uh, the 360 Sports Show, we talk about anything and everything sports. Pretty much there's only one thing to talk about this week um, due to athletics coming to a complete halt with the coronavirus about. Um, so NFL news and most importantly Tom Brady news is going to be on the docket. The biggest thing here this morning as... Christian seems to be coming in and out. Oh, Christian's back. Christian, are you there? I am. Aha, Christian is there. All right, so we've got Christian. Uh, the show, we usually, uh, you know, we tape in person and put it out as a podcast, but with everything going on, uh, me and Christian are in remote locations, so he is being patched in to the show, and we're putting it out live to you through Facebook. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, at 360 Sports Show. You can also email the show directly. Uh, that email address is right there on the screen, uh, the 360 Sports Show at gmail.com. You can also hit us up through the comment section of Facebook Live if you want to send us your sports questions or just general questions. We'll take pretty much anything at this point right now. So, uh, Christian, I want to start, obviously, with the biggest news of the week, and that is Tom Brady not just departing the New England Patriots because we did a show. We knew that was coming. That happened on Tuesday, on St. Patrick's Day. But Tom Brady now joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, give your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we touched on it a little bit this week. And uh... oh, we keep losing Christian. Can you hear me? Oh. You're back. We may we may need to switch to uh, maybe a la- landline here, Christian. Your phone's driving me nuts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, All right, start again. Go ahead. Tom Brady well, to the box. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we touched on it a little bit this week. I'm going to stand pat where I was with it. I think um, both sides are – it's good for both sides. Uh, I think it was time for the Patriots for sure to move on. And kind of reset here a little bit, which they seem to be doing quite a bit of. And I think it was time for Tom to either retire or go get his contract, go go be in a situation where he wants to be happy. He'll give himself a chance uh, just with the Bucks' offense to win. I don't know how far they'll go. Um No, we keep losing Christian. Christian's coming in and out, so let's see if we can we can maybe rectify this. Hey, Christian, you still there? Yep. All right. So this is all happening live. This is the beauty of a live show, folks. Technical difficulty. So, Christian, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you back on your on your normal uh, cellular line, uh, if you don't mind. Because something hinky's happening with the internet for you. So we'll see how that sounds. All right? All right. All right. Calling you back in a second. And everybody everybody gets to hear this just happen live. 
This is great. This is great radio right now. Um, so everybody, while while we we, we dial Christian back in, uh, you can send us your questions. You already had one question. Uh, come on through. You can also leave your comments uh, in the panel on the side on uh, the Facebook page, um, and you can email the show the three sixty sports show at gmail dot com and at three sixty sports show on Instagram and Twitter right there on the screen. And you're gonna all hear live as we dial Christian back into the show. This is like one of those shows where you're like prank calling people. Hello? Hey, Christian. Hey. Oh, there we go. Christian is back. Alrighty. And hopefully that uh, that should be sustained for at least a little while, I assume. If the phone lines go down, we know we're all in trouble. Yeah. So. Alright. Without any further interruption, let's let you uh, finish your, your Tom Brady thought on him going to the Buccaneers now. Yeah, uh, so good for both sides. Um, I think uh, it was good for Brady to kind of find his way with happiness, and uh, he got his contract, obviously. We'll talk talk on that a bit more. And uh, he'll give him a chance. He'll give himself a chance to kind of um, explore the outside, uh, outside world a bit from New England. And uh, I think the biggest thing for him was – his happiness and not dealing with Bill Belichick. So um, he's going to get an opportunity to do that. And we'll see if, if either or both of them regret this whole thing. Um, but we'll find out one way or another in the end. Uh, but also the Patriots, you know, resetting, I think it's a good move for them. Uh, it needs to happen eventually. And so um, I think it's a, it's a smart move to just reset here. Um, either go with Stidham or find a guy like Cam Newton to go cheap and, you know, give yourself an opportunity to still compete in the AFC East. Um, you won't dominate as much, and, and the schedule for the Pats is tough this year, but um, I think it's a good it's a good opportunity to reset and uh, in Bill we trust now from here on out. Yeah. He, chose, uh, he chose Bill for the long haul here, and, and Brady is uh, – is no more. We're, we're truly going to put that that word, that, that phrase to the test in Bill We Trust. So the details of Tom Brady's contract, two years, $50 million, uh, fully guaranteed. You can see him on the screen right now signing that contract. Um in what looks to be a kitchen. Um, I'm not sure exactly where he is. Maybe the hotel where he had to do his physical because um, teams couldn't meet with people in person. But two years, $50 million, fully guaranteed. No tags. Uh, so he can't be franchise tagged at the end of it. And he's got a no trade clause. So really at the end of it, after two years, Tom could go elsewhere. Does he become at 40 five years old does he opt to go somewhere else does he retire does he come back to new england um you know i jokingly called him tom Kawhi brady because he he could essentially as long as he's still good and giselle allows him to play he could he could turn into like you know an assassin where he just goes and signs these two-year deals somewhere uh and, and and keeps playing um Christian, I kind of want to talk about you're obviously at peace with the deal. A lot of people are not um, New Englanders. And there's all sorts of re- – there's kind of two schools of thought on this. One side is that Belichick and Brady hated each other. They didn't want to work with each other anymore. And that that's, that's the reason for the split. The other side is that the Patriots love Tom Brady but just didn't want to do this deal um, because of the money, the year commitment – 
Tom is 43 years old, or is going to be 43 years old. There's no guarantee of what his performance is going to be like and what he could be like down the down the road. Um, unprecedented territory. That's what the the team had been calling it the past couple of years because it is um, trying to you know give a guy a three or four year deal at this age is just it's scary, especially with the guaranteed money. And the way I look at it. I just want to look at it from the numbers perspective, and we talked a whole lot about Patriots salary cap stuff um, leading up to this and why I thought that Brady would be gone just based off the numbers and the business side and team running aspect. It's not that the Patriots and Bob Kraft don't have the money. If they could, they would give Brady a billion dollars. They'd give him stock in the team. They'd give him all sorts of real estate to build TB12 centers all over New England. Um, it's not that. It's the hard cap. It's the, the con- constraints you have to operate in. And yes, can you finagle that stuff? Sure. But not with a 43-year-old quarterback. You know, you can't yeah. start spreading out money over six, seven years when he wants fully guaranteed. And if Brady wants to get $25 million a year, you know, that at some point that money has to come home to roost. And you're not going to have a situation where Tom retires and, oh, look, an $80 million cap hit to, uh, you know, to, to, to the team. That's just not going to happen. So um, you look at. What they're owing him this year, it's already $13.5 million. You're paying Antonio Brown $4 million. Uh, if you kept adding on that money, right now they only have uh, right now they have $3 million in cap space. And that is with you know pretty much nobody other than Brady uh, on, you know, nobody on the team. You, know, you let Brady go. You let a whole bunch of other free agents go. So it's it's just wasn't feasible to bring him back um, for the money, for the years, and talk about the flexibility to rebuild, to actually rebuild your team. You know how much cap space the Patriots have next year? Not much. Well, actually, they have a ton. No, yeah. After this year, in 2021, they have $113 million in cap space. That'll get chewed up quick by special teamers. Though, so. <laughs> um, but talk about you want to reset, draft a young quarterback, let him and Stidham battle it out, see what you got in either of those guys, build build your team with, you know, that's why we've talked about how this draft class, you know, why you didn't want to say mortgage this draft class for a Stefan Diggs or, you know, name, name big shiny offensive weapon because there's no guarantee Brady was going to come back. And if you shelled out for that guy, what good does he do you on a rebuilding team? And now you don't have draft capital. This draft, this draft, and now with not without Brady, um, next year's draft are going to be the two most important for the Patriots' future because you can't. They're in a position now where they're going to have to rely on young talent, and it you know you can't just roll out of bed with Brady and Bill and say, oh well, the AFC East is ours. We have to maybe hit on a free agent, hit on a draft pick or, or two. And maybe we can win a Super Bowl. You you need to really fully rebuild the team, and the only way you're going to do that is uh, through the draft. So I think they're set up well. I want I want to get your thought. Um, you know, early predictions for the Pats and the Bucks because the two are going to basically going to be tied together. Um, people are going to be looking at both, like you said, um, throughout throughout the year. Um, what is 
your expected record for the Patriots and where they'll finish, whether that's making the playoffs, not making the playoffs, yada, 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 and the same for the Bucks. I'll let you go first, Christian. I mean, I'm, for the Patriots anyway, I'm expecting probably like a Matt Castle year. Um, it, it just depends on what they want to do. Like if Stidham's ready and he's going to play, I think they'll be competing in the AFC East probably. Um, they, they might not win it. Uh, they probably won't win it, but um, – I think I, I just I just think that, you know the reset button has been hit, so it's just a matter of can Stidham play or are they going to go with someone like Newton if he's super cheap on an, on a on a one year deal or something like that prove it kind of year. But you know either way I think you know it's it's looking more and more kind of like a Matt Castle year. So um, I'm expecting probably like. What ten and six, ten and seven, eleven and seven with this new uh, this new CBA, but uh, I would say for the Bucks, they have a real chance to to make some noise in the NFC because you know you're going against Breeze and you're going against the Falcons, but the the Bucks offense is legit. So if they can get, uh, they just made a move for uh, an offensive lineman as well. So if they get proper protection for Brady, they have the weapons, and it's just a question of can their defense hold up, um, which I'm not convinced. You know, all the years the Pats had these explosive offenses, they really never won. Um, it was always about the balanced teams that won for the Pats. And, and so Brady goes and now makes this move, and he has all these offensive weapons, but can the Bucks defense uh, be a difference maker for them? to get to a title, to win a title. Those are the questions I have. But I think they'll make the playoffs easily. Um, they'll be in contention probably for that first bye just based on, you know, regular season offenses, what the NFL wants. So I would say they'll be up there. Um, they'll, they'll definitely be in the conversation. And, you know, I mean, you're relying on a 43-year-old to stay healthy, which he has <clears throat> pretty much at all times. But you never know what can happen. So, um just getting Brady on that team with all those weapons, he's not he's not going to be a liability throwing picks all over the field like Winston was. And I just think that team is uh, infinitely better now with all those weapons, considering considering they had you know Winston. Then they they were pretty good on offense. He just threw too many picks and put them in really bad positions. Um, but I think they'll be record wise, maybe twelve wins. Um, They'll be up there, and, and they'll make some noise in the playoffs, I think. Uh, but I, I would say if you had to choose between who's going to go further, I would pick the Bucks just based on, you know, one's hitting a huge reset button. The other is kind of just amping up for this run here for two years with, with Brady. Yeah. Um I'd say, like you said, for the for the Patriots, you know, it's it's kind of like a, a Matt Castle ish type of year. Obviously, Matt Castle took a sixteen and zero team and went eleven and five with it, um, and didn't make the playoffs. I think the Patriots, the way I look at this season now, is they're still going to compete, right? And when I mean compete, is every I don't I don't see them. You know, there could be a week where they 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 run into like the che- like. I can't see them beating the Chiefs, right, this year. Um, that type of team, a team that's an elite team that, that's just ready to go, you know, the Super Bowl champs. But will they hang in with most everybody? I think so. I think Bill's still going to coach up the defense. Um, and the offense will find ways to, to be in games. Um, and do I think they're, they're not the favorite in the AFC East anymore? That goes to Buffalo. And... 
when I say compete, I mean that by week 14, they're not eliminated yet. That they're still they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're going to be in contention to make the playoffs. Are they going to be a Super Bowl team? I don't think so. I think that'd be you know talk about no, talk no. about most unlikely things. If if Bill somehow retooled the team with Jared Stidham and and they they made a run of the Super Bowl, that'd be ridiculous. Um, that talk about cementing your legacy as the greatest coach ever. Maybe Bill will actually win Coach of the Year this year if he like makes the playoffs with Jared Stidham. Maybe maybe he'll finally win a Coach of the Year award again. Um, it's kind of like the Greg Popovich effect. You could just give it to him every single year, but teams don't. Um, yeah. I, I think they'll be in contention for a playoff spot. So that's somewhere around anywhere from 9 to 11 wins, somewhere in there. Um you know they'll they'll win a game they they shouldn't or aren't expected to. Um, they'll probably drop games. I mean I, I don't even know anymore. Do you? We don't know what the team's going to look like, so it's hard to say like what games should they win. You know, you usually pencil in. Oh, they'll beat Buffalo twice. They'll beat the Jets twice. They'll beat Miami. Tw-. Who knows anymore? So will, yeah. they'll steal a game they they shouldn't. You know, aren't expected to win. Maybe some something crazy against uh, the Chiefs or the Texans or something like that. I mean, you, you never know. Um, and and so they'll be in contention for a playoff spot. That's my expectations. As far as the Bucks go, it really, I think, comes down to Brady's commitment. You know, and it's tough right now with this whole, you know, pandemic going on because we don't know. We won't, we won't know. We won't be able to get the early beat on it. If OTAs were happening next week, you know, is Brady there? Is is he is he doing the 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 voluntary workouts? with the team is he is he with them uh through all the passing camps and spring training camps and stuff some of the stuff that he's skipped out on with the patriots the last couple of years um and i'll say gotten away with except for this year when you kind of really needed him to be on the same page with some of the younger guys but for the most part aside from last year there was so much familiarity with the offensive weapons, and you just knew what you were. You could roll out of bed with those guys and that offense, and they're all on the same page, and everybody knows what's going on. He can't do that down in Tampa. I mean, he's got to learn. Obviously, they're going to tweak the offense for him, but he's going to have to learn a new offense. He's going to have to learn totally new players, and those players are going to need to learn him. You know, the whole offense in New England, every single coach. Is, is knows what Brady wants. So down to Dante Scarnecchia telling the offensive lineman, listen, Tom likes to step up a little bit this way into the pocket and then shift this way. So this is how we're going to scheme up our blocking. You know, yeah. You know the the running backs. This is hey. This is these are the protections I like. This is this is the way I want you to go. Don't go cut a guy like this because then he can get back to his feet. Cut him like this because this is the way Tom throws the ball. You know this is the the arm angle he's in. Uh, all yeah. those little details that were just already in place in New England. It's not like all of that just gets translated to Tampa Bay. Uh, he's all of that has to be worked in. He has to learn all these receivers, and they have to learn him. Hey, just because these guys are athletes doesn't mean you know. Sure, Tom could just huck the ball up the field, and you know maybe he throws for thirty-five touchdowns, but maybe he also throws for thirty picks. <laughs> you know, if you're just hucking yeah. the ball up, so. Tom's always been about precision. Can these can Chris Godwin run an out route at exactly 16 yards and break back to the ball in exactly the way that Brady likes it? 
I don't know. We'll have to see. They don't really have a possession receiver. So, you know, they had a guy like that in Adam Humphreys who left and went to Tennessee, So who the Patriots tried to get, by the way. So it's it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how it works out. End of the line predictions, I think obviously they figure it out. But I don't think they're going to be a juggernaut. I think, I think they're going to struggle early and put it together later in the season. And I think they honestly go like 11-5. and five, But if they're rolling at the end of the year, obviously that's, that's dangerous. And, and they're going to contend uh, in the NFC playoffs. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of defense they put around um, that team. You know, what kind of free agents and guys come to them now because Brady's there. Um, but as far as the, their, their season record goes, I think it's going to be lower than people think. Um, I think they're going to struggle early. At least the offense will. And But at the end of the day, I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. Um, they probably don't win the division if they struggle early on because the Saints um, are the powerhouse in that division. And uh, you know maybe you're looking at a, a Saints-Bucks like, divisional round playoff game. And I don't know. That that's really a coin flip in my mind. I think at that point. So um, I think the Pagers are going to do a little bit better than people expect, and I think the the Buccaneers are going to struggle a little bit more early on. I don't know. What, what do you think about that, Christian? Yeah, I think I think the Patriots are going to be middle. I don't know. They're going to be like middle team. I would say in the AFC. I think they'll contend, compete for a playoff spot, and maybe get in. Um, it really depends on when we can get the league year going, to be honest. I mean, that's going to depend a lot for both sides. Um, you got to get these uh, new guys, and also a lot of guys went out. So the Patriots got a lot of work to do on both sides of the ball as well. And, you know, like you mentioned with the Bucks, I think on offense they're going to be fine uh, early on, just based on – the players that they have, they can implement something here early on. Now, for me, it's more dependent on can they uh, get together and, and do off-season workouts? Can they do this stuff on time? Or is it going to be delayed even more, and then it's going to be a quick jump start right into the NFL season? So um, we'll see what happens with that. I think just having Brady and, you know, I think he'll have a new motivation here. After 20 years, he was more about – uh, my family and this and that, but I think now being uh, being on a new team, I think he's going to find uh, that that fire again. You know that he always had in the beginning, first one there, last one to leave, all that. Maybe not, maybe not as hardcore now that he's forty three, but he'll he'll be motivated here, um, as will Bill. So I think both teams will uh, will do just fine, and you know both of them are going to have to prove it here because they could have come together, squashed all this this BS. Um, and said, let's just let's just make make it one more run here and see what we got. Come in, we'll work with these guys. We'll we'll get you a little bit of help here with what we can under the cap, and we'll move move on from here. Instead, Bill doesn't like or Brady doesn't like Bill's attitude. We're gonna split up. So now pressure's on both of them, and really it's those two guys. And we'll get to craft in a in a in a bit, but. Those two guys now have all this uh, outside thing like, oh, who's going to be uh, who's going to be better without the other? Was it Brady's Brady's success that carried Bill? Was it Bill's success that carried Brady? And we're going to find out now uh, over the next next couple of years. So it's going to be interesting to find. I think both teams will be, you know, I think the Patriots will have a year here where they're kind of middling and and competing, um, and then they'll really get going here once they open up the cap a bit get some help in there and, and see 
kind of kind of figure out the quarterback situation. Is Sidham the guy, or are they going to go with another guy? Um, and and we'll go from there. But I think Bill and Brady, those two, the spotlight's on now. Yeah. Um, Want to put up some of the other uh, biggest moves around the NFL. You know, things. It wasn't just Tom Brady leaving that that shook things up a bit. Let me try and find this image to put up for you guys. Um, so there you go. The new NFL. Uh, Tom Brady to the Bucks. Todd Gurley to the Falcons. DeAndre Hopkins is on the Cardinals. Stefan Diggs traded to the Bills. Philip Rivers signs a one year deal with the Colts. And Teddy Bridgewater is the new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. I'd say my biggest takes out of that, um, I don't know what Houston is doing. Uh, and Todd Gurley being cut and then signing with the Falcons just further emphasizes my point that you should not ever give uh, those those people, you know, the franchise running back, quote-unquote, is it, just further just, – just, continuing to go extinct in the NFL. Does it is it great to have guys like Gurley and Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott? It, yes. On on rookie deals when you draft them, they're great to have. Maybe you give them, you know, uh, a two or you know, year extension if they get to the end there, if you really have a lot of confidence, but signing these guys to four or five year extensions, it never it never works out. They they break down at the end and it's just never worth it. And in the case of Gurley, he broke down amidst having his best season. And 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 they didn't even have him. You know, maybe if he's healthy, they they win a Super Bowl. Um, or if yeah. you had a better option than you know C.J. Anderson, who was basically just a bowling ball at that point um, at running back. You know, maybe maybe they don't only put up three points in the Super Bowl. The Patriots have done it for twenty years. They've never had. I mean, they had Corey Dillon, but they got him on the cheap, and they, they got him at the end of his career, and and they rode him to to a Super Bowl in two thousand and four. That's how the Patriots have done it. They have never given big money to a running back. The, mo- the, high- the most money they've given a running back, to my knowledge, is James White. And he's not a bruising between the tackles, you know, running power offense, taking a complete beating running back. They usually have three decent running backs on the roster at one time. And it's a stable of backs. And that approach has helped them be successful for 20 years. And I just look at these teams like the Cowboys. Yeah, you want to lock up Ezekiel Elliott, but... Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like that baseball thing where you're paying for your 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 it's the cost of doing business and you pay these guys the big money to to get maybe one or two years more out of them. But I don't know if that's really worth it when you can just draft a guy and I mean look at look at what the look at a guy like Mosert in in San Francisco. You know, these guys who, you know, were undrafted and kicking around, you know, on practice squads and these guys become elite playmakers. I think running backs you can just pick up off the street and there's no reason to commit 20% of your cap to to some of these guys. Yeah. Um I don't know, it just seems it's not surprising because he is really broken down, and he, I think he has like arthritis in his knee or something like that. Is what the the main issue is. But I think just overall, I mean, these running backs. Let's just say from a league standpoint, the 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 average player in the NFL is like three years or something like that, and especially running backs, like not for nothing, but. Look what happened to the Titans. They had this great running back, but they only got so far. Running backs don't carry you in in the NFL. So giving them huge extensions is just it's just not it's never worth it. 
you could fill name a guy you could fill him into a spot you know i take a guy like christian mccaffrey over todd Gurley because mccaffrey's he's a tough guy and he he catches a lot but he also can run so and a guy like that he's gonna make his money but it's not like you're giving these guys crazy extensions i just i go more o-line wide receiver than i would running back you can you know get a guy in there undrafted or something and he can you just look at the super bowl between the uh the 49ers like it's just you just don't need that guy that's making 800 million um to be your running back it's just not that the league just doesn't work like that it's more it's more about the other guys around and the quarterback than it is the running back so giving these guys crazy contracts come back to bite you and it did for the rams so um it's just not surprising i mean these guys they get paid and some some are very good like barkley and these guys but you're not going to win if your best player is your running back it, it just never worked that way so um the the other move that i did like for the panthers the teddy bridgewater move uh big fan of that for for carolina now they did have keekley retire which is kind of unfortunate but i think that team is going to be uh they're going to compete a little bit um, bridgewater is a serviceable guy and i think last year they struggled a bit because they had a rookie in there and obviously newton was hurt so bridgewater is a, a good serviceable serviceable quarterback and it's gonna be interesting to see what he can do now that he he pretty much knows he's locked in a starting job somewhere as opposed to a backup after leaving minnesota and going to the new orleans but i think it's uh, great for i'm so happy for bridgewater because a guy who yeah. was ascending and then just to have that catastrophic injury and then to be able to come back just to be in the league and then to get a starting job somewhere i think that's a great i'm i'm really happy for him yeah, and I think he's a, he's a he's a relatively good quarterback. I mean, he went undefeated with the Saints. Granted, their team is very good, but still, I mean, he he's been pretty good throughout, and uh, it's just it's going to be interesting for that team. I you know I liked the, the the Panthers last year. Just watching them, I mean, McCaffrey's excellent, and um, watching the young quarterback there last year. But Bridgewater in there is going to be interesting for them. Um, and the the other one with Diggs going to Buffalo. Uh, like good for Buffalo, but also like you still don't have the quarterback. Like the guy can't throw, so I don't know what they're going to do there. We'll see if he you know makes a big jump or something. But um, Diggs is a, is a really good player. He's going to help, but I just don't like you need the quarterback in order to to get this guy the ball. And I think I want to say Josh Allen was like the worst deep passer in the league this year. So it's going to be. An interesting dynamic there. I think they're definitely better, but how much better without the quarterback still? Well, that's the thing. Like Josh, Josh Allen, like kind of came on late in the year, but how much better? I feel like he's at a point in his development where Stefan Diggs is not is not an answer, right? He add he's a weapon, but he's a guy that you saw how he 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 wanted the ball more. He wanted them to throw deep more to him in Minnesota. Now, what happens in Buffalo when you got a young quarterback who's starting to come on and if you have a diva receiver who's like demanding the ball or hey, I'm open, throw it to me. Throw throw up, throw over the top. You know, go deep to me. And 
is Josh Allen going to start thinking more about just trying to get Diggs the ball instead of making the right play, and then he hucks it up, and we saw what happens when he just hucks it up last year. He gets picked off. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how much that's going to help versus hurt. Um, you know, does does the talent get outweighed by the the, the divaness, I guess, of, of Diggs? Um, that remains to be seen. Um, I'm kind of with you. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's really going to help the Bills. Um, it could hurt them. You know, if 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 you've got uh, a guy like that chewing out your quarterback on the on the sidelines, uh, it, it, that could hurt uh, more than help. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens um, with Buffalo. I think it's interesting now. You've got guys like Cam Newton and Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston all on the street. Do you think any of them? even have jobs next year. I mean, Cam, Cam Newton's going to eventually, I mean, I, I, he's going to try and get traded. Um, you know, but I don't know, you know, all the reports I've seen is that they're having a difficult time being able to trade him because um, teams probably just don't want him. Uh, so they may have to cut him, in which case he'd be on the on the street. But guys like Dalton, who also would need to be traded, and, and Winston, who could be cut or traded, um where do you see these guys landing if anywhere? If they get cut, do they wind up anywhere? Do you see all those guys on the street? Uh, man, it's interesting. I don't. I, I honestly have no idea. I think L.A. Um, Chargers, I think they may have uh, a need for one of those guys. They're saying they're going to go with Tyrod Taylor, which I, I'm not a big fan of Tyrod Taylor. but um, Serviceable. So, yeah, he's all right. I, I just I, I don't know if if one of those guys is better. Like, would you take take a chance on uh, Newton or maybe trade for Dalton if you're LA? I don't know. Um, Jameis Winston might be either out of a job or a backup somewhere. I'm not sure where he's going to go. Um, I think he's he's a relatively good player if you can limit his mistakes. But those mistakes just outweigh the positives in so many ways. He's just you can't throw 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, and expect to get paid this huge number so he might be sitting on the bench for for a year or two i think he's definitely a backup and i think he can start in the league but he's got to get with maybe a coach or someone to to get in his head and and limit his mistakes because he's just he's a relatively good quarterback when he's on but those mistakes just they just come through too much to make it not uh not as appetizing as you'd like for a young guy like that so He's got he's got all the tangible things. He's got the the big arm and he's big guy and he can run. He can move a little, but man, those mistakes that he makes, um, not even in big spots, but just you know you give the game away here with some of these picks. So he's an interesting one. I think he'll be in the league somewhere, but maybe not as a starter. Um, but man, there's not a lot of openings now. You know, the Patriots are one that have been linked to Newton. I know they're number one for him in the betting world in Vegas, but I just don't I don't know if, if that works. I mean, if, if, if Newton's going to come here on a uh, really low money deal and kind of a prove-it year like many guys do, then, I'm you know, I, I'm interested. Uh, I think Newton's a, he's a fun guy to watch when he's healthy. But uh, how can how long can he stay healthy is the question for me. So, really, Newton, I have no idea. A lot of these guys have not been linked to anybody really. 
And a lot of teams have already said they're standing pat with, you know, Tyra Taylor or this guy, that guy. You know, you look at a team like the Raiders, but they just signed Mariota. So they're good over there with Carr and Mariota. So, yeah. And am I mistake? Jameis Winston is actually he's his he's a free agent. So he's UFA. He doesn't have a contract at all. So he's just on the street. Some rumors about maybe the Steelers for him, uh, possibly. Cam Newton, his deal, he's got tw- he's owed $21 million. If they can't trade him, that's the thing. Who's going to want to take on that contract? Now, obviously, they could, they could just tear it up as soon as they get him. But I think nobody wants to... To potentially take up take on that money, and so the Panthers likely are just going to have to cut him. In which case, they'd owe him yeah. two million dollars. Um, so odds are he gets cut. Um, I'm trying to pull up the details on Andy Dalton as well. Um, I mean, if you're a team, you're not going to pay out the nose for draft picks or something for for Cam Newton when he's just going to get cut. So yeah. most likely, that's the that's the route same same with head. Dalton. Dalton Dalton is owed uh, seventeen million. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Though I think he signed. Did they give him the franchise tag? I have to check this because it says he's owed seventeen million. Let me check on this. Andy Dalton contract. That seems about right, to be honest. I mean, he's probably a fifteen mil, seventeen mil guy, but it's another interesting one, Dalton and. You know, he's 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 got a job. It but. says I don't think so. Ba, 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 and, uh, I think this is just yeah. I think they can just straight up cut him for for nothing if they if they wanted. Um, yeah, this is this is just the end of end of his deal. So they don't owe him any money. Um, he could get cut. They'll probably hang on to him through the draft. You know, they'll wait to actually get Joe Burrow and then and then trade Dalton, uh, in in all likelihood. Um, yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. You know, as far as Cam Newton, I I said previously, you know, I would love Cam Newton on the Patriots if he gets cut and you could get him super, super cheap. Um, but honestly, even now, like looking at the cap situation, like Three million. Not that the Patriots, I think, are going to be active. Like in years past, you want some flexibility to be able to, you know, uh, make trades at the trade deadline to add guys if you need somebody. So you really don't need that now because you're not trying to win a Super Bowl. I guess this year, um, you could you could butt yourself right up against the cap. But even still, only three million dollars. If Cam Newton gets cut. Like you said, somewhere like L.A. could just offer him a whole lot of money. Who knows? It'll be interesting to see, does a guy like that say, you know what, I'll go play for Bill Belichick. He could help, you know, reclaim my career, and I'll go for, you know, a a two-year deal with a team option on the second year or a player option and something like that. I think it's interesting. You know, I'm all for going with the young guys, but I'd take the flyer on – uh, Newton just because of the upside of his ability if he's if he's healthy, um, but again on just super super cheap dollars and I don't know if he's going to want to go for that. Um, he might he might have no other choice to be honest. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, it, it, I, I would be intrigued if I was Newton for a guy like Belichick. I, I can go in there work with him. The offense will be okay, and that can kind of revitalize me. Not only 
you know, for outside teams, but just for myself, make, make me believe I can stay healthy and play. Yeah, and he, a guy like Josh McDaniels, a guy like Josh McDaniels too, having a having a quarterback like that to play with. You know, yeah, maybe maybe he he has a, an offensive coordinator who's not going to you know run him into a brick wall every single every single play and, and get him hurt. Um, right. You know, I think because he is a gifted passer too. Um, he can be inaccurate at times, but who knows? I mean, a lot of that has to do with the offense he he was put in. Um, so he, he he's a guy I I I'd tune in to see. I would be I would be excited. That would excite the fan base. Um, kind of want to transition just maybe to a broader topic, and we kind of talked about this. You know, the the future of sports um, right now with everything. Obviously. For the foreseeable future, you know, there's there's no games. Um, the NFL hasn't said anything yet about pushing back its its schedule because um, they don't have to. I mean, everybody's kind of in a wait and see. You know, the the NBA and the NHL said they might not start again until till June, and even then, I imagine by then it's it's not going to go back to normal. You're not going to have crowds of people in arenas. Maybe you have games with with players, and there's you know no no crowd. Um, yeah, it's. Who can predict, you know, what you know, what things are going to look like in months from now, as opposed to, you know, just two weeks from now, we we don't even know what what things are going to look like. Um, I can't really envision a scenario though where the NFL is because because they're the one league that hasn't really been derailed yet. I, I kind of can't imagine them starting on schedule. Do you? I mean, just the way this thing is going, probably not. I, I, I don't see there's that, that being a possibility. I mean, there's a possibility right now, but we'll see here in a few weeks what kind of headway we make with this whole virus situation because if not, if this thing you know is over two, three months and into August and July even, uh, there's just no way you can do it. So... And and that's that's even saying you know the other sports what are they going to do are they going to even come back because that's going to be super close to the opening day of next year so it's it's really interesting at least in our lifetime we've never seen anything like this and even before that I'm not sure there's anything like even close to this I mean may, there's been a few lockout scenarios where you can do like short shorter seasons and the only the only positive. Um, for in terms of sports is baseball it'll shorten that god-awful season <laughs> um but i i there's just no way that the nfl will start on time if this thing drags out for a few months here so it'll be interesting to see do they go f- cut down preseason or something like that but you know I, for me it's just you don't need to do anything now you just have to kind of wait it out and see what kind of headway we make on on remedy remedying this situation and then go from there. You, you can make the call in, in June if nothing's changed. And, um, yeah, they'll just wait and see. You know, the, the other sports are suspended, not canceled, So at least professional. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do as well. But there's got to be some type of movement on this whole virus thing within the next, oh, I don't know, two, three weeks here. Um, that's going to be pretty important for these seasons because who knows what happens beyond that. Yeah, and I'd say really, you know, this, like we talked about, the NFL has turned into kind of a 365-day season because there's so much work that all these teams do in the offseason with passing camps and you know team workouts and, and mandatory mini camps and all this sort of stuff. I think you can get by without that, um, you know, and, and guys can be working out on there uh, individually. I'd say really when things 
um, will start to, you know, the, the NFL season starts in July when teams start getting ready for, for training camp. And that's that's really the point, and it's a long way away, but we don't know what things are going to look like um, by then. You know, most things could, say, return to normal, but they may say, like, hey, you can't have more than 50 people in a room together in a space. Well, I can't imagine they're going to let teams have practices and, you know, be in locker rooms and stuff, you know, with 100-something-plus guys, you know, so... Yeah, no, no that's, way. That's, you know, it's, they're not going to they're not gonna t- have the, the general population, uh, you know, not be able to even, like, gather in a little group, you know, on a sidewalk and tell NFL players because those guys will say, "Listen, no, <laughs> we ain't showing yeah. up." Um, I mean, what what will probably happen is they'll probably slowly get like you got to start slow. Like, let's let's pack people into a movie theater and see what happens. Let's get like twenty five, maybe even less than that, into a movie theater, see what happens, and then move from there. But sporting events, there's just no way. There's like twenty thousand people in there. You can't just go. Okay, well, there, you know, one everybody day, flood back in. <laughs> Yeah, everybody go in, have a free for all. No, it's just it's just you can't do it. So it's going to be weird. Um, they might have to play games with no fans, fifty fans, five thousand fans, whatever they decide to do. Every everybody stay um, uh, a row apart uh, in an NFL stadium. <laughs> yeah, every every four seats, we can have someone in the building. Yeah, and I I think it's just going to be. I, I think right now the NFL season isn't affected, but I think it's the season that could be most affected because everybody else, baseball, pff, these guys can just show up and play. I mean, they're 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 in they're in shape. You, you know, you can you can work on your swing, you can work on fielding, completely socially distant from from people. Uh, the NHL and NBA seasons they were right in the meat of it. You know, these guys their their teams have their chemistry. They're they're together. I think the NFL being in the offseason right now hasn't been affected yet, but if if things get pushed and delayed, they could be the te- the league that is most affected at least on the field once things get back to normal um, because teams haven't had a chance to they might not have a chance to get together to to work on things. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that this actually helped teams in the NBA or something. This is like load management on steroids. They're going to get a lot of time off and get healthy here. So it could be, you know, partly, I mean, depends on how long the break is. I mean, it definitely could. There could be some rust. But um, the NFL, it'll be interesting because just how much, we'll see how long this thing goes. Because if it goes into the offseason workouts and these type of things, then, yeah, I mean, there's just no way you're going to be able to get on the same page, especially guys going to different teams. Uh, it's going to be tougher. Um, so they could definitely be affected and, like you said, the most affected, depending on how long this thing goes. You know, they got to get started here, new teammates, new systems, everything like that. And you can just see, you know, it's not confirmed, but a guy like Brady didn't go to the offseason and go to this, and he couldn't get on the same page with the young guys. So, it definitely matters in that league, and it'll be interesting to see how long they are, you know, how long they make the call. Do you make the call in a few weeks when nothing has changed and it's still rapidly spreading throughout the country and this, that, and the other? The, thing, the NFL right? so, will literally wait until the day before training camp is supposed to open and be like, okay, I guess we should cancel. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah, <laughs> knowing the NFL, probably. Um, but it's, I. I I have a feeling that's going to affect them in some way or another. So 
Well, we just, I mean, really, what can you do? You just have to wait and see at this point. Yeah. There's not much anybody can do, so. Um, we're gonna, we have a couple of questions. Um, so if you are listening to this live or listening to this uh, as a podcast, you can send us questions throughout the week um, to either our social media accounts, which are right there on the screen, at 360 Sports Show on Instagram and Twitter. You can email the show throughout the week, and uh, you know we'll, we'll get to your, your questions throughout the show. Uh, the 360SportsShow at gmail.com. Uh, uh, you can send us questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, anything at all um, through there. You know, the 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 focus of the show, the reason it's the 360 Sports Show is because we kind of give full circle coverage to, to everything sports related. Obviously, right now, we pretty much have only two things to talk about, which is the NFL and uh, coronavirus. Um, so uh, not too much to talk about, but still stuff, uh, still enough to talk about. Um, and at times like these, we do need a little bit of entertainment. And uh, so, you know, we, we're going to try and provide as much entertainment uh, as we can. So that's why we, we do, we'll, we'll encourage any all questions uh you know we, we're gonna have a little bit of a segment here at the end talking about some social distancing stuff and little weekly updates throughout this uh you know self some of us in self-imposed quarantines and things things like that and trying to socially distance ourselves and you know we, we can have some fun talking about those things and our, our solutions and kind of just documenting this whole scenario uh along the way so send us your questions and comments and thoughts and stuff to the 360 sports show at gmail.com and we'll get to them uh, uh, Jake, regular contributor to the show, um, has uh, a six-parter for us. So this 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 is going to carry us a long way. Also, we love this is this is this is the perfect time for uh, Ryan to hop back in with some would you rather's. Uh, he had some awesome would you rather's at the beginning uh, of the show uh, early on in February. If you want to give us like scenarios, games, ask us for predictions, all that sort of stuff. That is the kind of content that uh, drives the show. We had somebody ask us our top five jerseys of all time. That was some some great content. All that sort of stuff right now. That's that's the fun stuff, fun stuff. Uh, that that we could use and uh, and that that gets everybody entertained. So th- this this from Jake, and we'll we'll go piece by piece. Some of this we already talked about, but uh, number one, when did the schism first occur between Bill and Brady? Uh, I'll answer quickly when. They traded Garoppolo, didn't play Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, and then Brady couldn't get a long-term deal. The minute they made him, you know, have to sign an incentive deal for the 2018-2019 season, that's when I think he Brady kind of saw the writing on the wall that they're not going to want to go long-term. It's going to have to be year-to-year, and and Bill uh, and, and whether or not that rubbed him the wrong way, I think. If I was Brady, I would have taken year to year because I would have wanted to stay and just play out this legendary career with one team. That's me. But I think that's the point where where Brady really saw, like, wow, there's no guy behind me, and they still want to go year to year with me. Um, I guess I would have expected that if I was in his position because guess what? I'm 40-something years old. Um, you know, I, I think he wanted more, quote-unquote, respect. But I'd say that that's when it really started. Started. And that's the year when you heard all the things about, oh, Guerrero not being allowed in the locker room and blah, 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 blah. That, that's when it started. Whether or not that was the thing that led to this happening in the end, don't know. It was definitely part of it. That's where it started for me. I think it's. I think it started even before that. I think it was when they drafted Garoppolo. Bill, Bill came out and said... Uh, yeah, you know, we, we took Jimmy. Uh, we liked the player. You know, we did some work with him. Uh, we all know Tom's... Uh, 
agent agent contract contract situation. situation. And from then on out, I think Brady was like, "Uh, you know, they, these two, the two of them are, you know, some, some ego stuff gets in the way. You know, these two are the greatest of all time. They've been together for, you know, however long, 15, 16, 17, 20 years now. It's just, at some point you're going to butt heads. And I think, Brady wanted to feel appreciated and, and, you know, unfortunately for the two of them in the end, it, it, it couldn't work out because, because of that, because Bill was kind of mean and, uh, he's your coach. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I just, the minute you start treating players, uh, I know Brady, what he's done for the organization and everything, but I, I just, I don't think you can take, a guy like that and start treating him like royalty and then you know the rest of the team just sits there and is like yeah well you lose credibility you lose credibility yeah, so it I, happens I just, in the nba because the, the the players are above the coaches in that league in the nfl it's it's the greatest team sport it, it's a balance between the players the coaches the ownership it all has to kind of work in concert and if you put one player and treat them not just differently but exceedingly differently than another player you start to just i mean it's you start to fracture things. You you lose your credibility and the the culture you, you built that Tom himself built. You know the whole he was he was willing to to be, uh, you know, uh, the guy leading the no one's bigger than the team charge early in his career. And what kind of appreciation are you looking for? You know, you yeah. you, you want Bill to not criticize you or, you know, in in front of the team. I, I don't know. I mean, that's like at that point, at twenty years in, you should realize. Listen, he's not just busting my chops because he's mean. He's going to keep doing it because this is what helps make the team better. You know, privately yeah. he can he can ream you out in in a film session, and then when you have your one on one meeting, you know, hey, listen. You know, I know you're the greatest quarterback of all time, but I have to. I'm I'm doing this because it sets the example that wow, even Tommy gets gets chewed out. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention. Like that's that's part of the recipe there. Um, you want Bill to like openly speak about how awesome you are and love you and blah blah. blah. He did it in his his statement. You know, I'm sure Brady read that statement. We talked about this on Tuesday and, and went like, damn, like there's the appreciation I wanted, but that's not gonna come while you're a current player. It's gonna come when you leave. When we can. Look Look back and reflect and talk about everything. It can come privately between those two. You, you know it's there. You see when they win the Super Bowl and they're hugging each other. I love you, blah, all this stuff. And uh, even like when they were doing that top 100 stuff, you know, this off season, you, you could kind of see it. So I think expecting it in the locker room from from your own coach, from from your boss, it's just yeah, it, it's kind of unrealistic and it's just not the way Bills ever operated. So you know, I guess if you really want that, yeah, go somewhere else. But uh, this next part, next question from from Jake. Uh, do you believe that Bill Belichick systematically sabotaged the offense for Tom in an attempt to force him out of New England so he can rebuild, or possibly out of spite for Kraft trading Jimmy G away? Uh, no, categorically no, and here's why. Bill didn't sabotage the offense. Rob Gronkowski decided to retire last year in the middle of free agency when the Patriots were kind of expecting it, but Gronk didn't decide. He didn't decide until after free agency. So they lost their opportunity to really. They couldn't. They wanted to get Jared Cook, who went to the Saints. 
but they couldn't guarantee how much money they could give him because they didn't know if Gronk was coming back or not. So Cook said, I'm not going to wait around. I'm going to sign somewhere else. That happened to a lot of free agents last year that the Patriots were interested in. So Gronk retiring late really hurt their chances of adding pieces. Hey, they still went out and signed Antonio Brown, who blew up himself. They traded for Mohamed Sanu, who totally wrecked his ankle and was a shell for the remainder of the season. Bill Bill tried everything to try and add to the team. So, did he sabotage the team? No. I think it's just the hand they were dealt because of Cap constraints. They drafted a receiver. They drafted a running back in the first running back and receiver in the first round the last two years. Bill did not sabotage the offense. I think some of the guys that they added to the team sabotaged themselves. So I don't think Bill tried to ruin the offense so that Brady would get pissed off and, and leave. I just I I don't see that at all. No, because Brady was pissed off before that. And also you like you mentioned, even back in the offseason of that year, of this past year, he added about four linemen that all like retired in the offseason before they even got going. Gronkowski handcuffed them, and then they got Sanu, who was supposedly Brady's guy, for a second-round pick, who unfortunately got hurt on a punt return. But, you know, I, I just – this notion – and not, not a Jake, but just, you know, I've heard this many times that – Oh, this is the conspiracy that that Bill wanted to ruin the offense so Brady would leave, and that no, because he was pissed off before that, and he probably knew he was leaving. Bill, he got he brought in the biggest a hole in the league to to satisfy his quarterback. It so, only it only cut the guy because the owner wanted him to. Bill and yeah, Brady both wanted to keep Antonio Brown amidst the just insanity that was ensuing. Yeah, so it's just like no, Bill did not do that. I mean. It would be nice if the quarterback would get on the same page with the young guys. Like, try a little. It's just like the frustration for him when he's slamming his helmet, that doesn't show young guys like, oh, I can't wait to get back on the field. Let's go in the next drive. It's just like the whole attitude was just not good this year. And no, Bill did not do, do anything to sabotage the whole deal. He tried many times. Kronkowski won. Offensive linemen, two. Retiring receivers getting hurt and shooting themselves in the foot um yeah no i i just i don't buy that that conspiracy this time nope i think uh bill is always one to put his team in the best position he can to win he tried and unfortunately just didn't work out sometimes you know you can't win every year that's just how it is how does this affect Tom's legacy in New England? I've already seen people burning Brady jerseys. If you're a person who's burning a Brady jersey, you're just looking for attention and you're a troll. That I, you're, you're not, yeah. you're not a fan. Um, yeah. If you're burning a Tom Brady jersey, that is, you know, he 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 didn't ask to be traded. He didn't ask to be cut. He didn't he didn't he never publicly said anything bad or negative about the team, about his teammates. Uh, Tom Tom Brady has done nothing at all wrong aside from maybe you know hurting your feelings because he went and joined another team well he's an adult he's a free agent he can do what he wants and you don't know him personally so there's there's no reason for you to be burning his jersey you're just looking for attention does it affect his legacy in new england no um i think where it could affect his legacy is if say he goes to Tampa and he he struggles because and, and there'll always be the out of well it was amid the coronavirus outbreak and you can't you can't judge. But 
if if he just doesn't look on the same page with guys, if he's if 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 his if he looks like he did this year, this past year with Tampa Bay, where he's not on the same page with guys, he's throwing balls in the dirt, he's throwing balls away. These guys don't look like they're just sinking together because it's whether it's his diminishing play, not being on the same page because they couldn't work out, or or those guys just can't run the type of precision offense that he wants. Um, that's going to affect his legacy because he's going to be looked at more as there'll be the people. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. The people who who deny that, who want to say, "Well, he's a system quarterback." It's like, what quarterback wasn't in a system? <laughs> like Joe Montana was in a West Coast offense. Like he was in Bill Walsh's system. Like that's totally it's it's a ridiculous statement to make. You know, everybody has their system. You know, who's not a system quarterback? Patrick Mahomes is a system quarterback. He's in Andy Reid's system. So I hate that that phrase. But the, the haters will use that as an example of why Brady needed Bill more. That'll that'll embolden. That'll that'll give more credence to it was Bill, not Brady. If if he goes to Tampa Bay and you know is just throwing balls away and his numbers aren't good and if it, if it looks bad, um, so that's where I think it could affect his legacy. Yeah, I mean, uh, not much is going to affect his his legacy in you know overall, but in the next couple of years, you could see it affect you know the tail end at least. I mean, if if either way, they're the the, the two of them, Brady and Belichick, are competing for something here, um, whether that's more ego based or not. Uh, remains to be seen. I think both of them, you know, now are going to have a little extra motivation, especially with all these guys calling out Bill and saying that he needs Brady to win. I mean, that that in itself is going to be enough for the coach to get uh, get motivated here to, to turn this thing around pretty quick. And same thing with Brady. You know, he's, he's moved on. If he wins again, I mean, then, you know, it just cements it more. I don't think, I don't think he's going to, you know, after this two year stint, I don't think you're going to, you're going to come back and say, Oh, well, uh, he's not the greatest of all time because he went to Tampa Bay and, and he wasn't as good. Um, it's just going to be in the short term here that, that you'll see it affected on, on one end or the other. If Tom wins a Super Bowl without Bill or vice versa, how does that impact each's legacies? Um, <sighs> tough. I mean, it, it, it'd be one thing if you felt the whole time that, hey, Brady is really better than Bill and this just cements it, or if you felt like Bill is so much better than, than Brady and, and this cements it, they're both the greatest of all time at what they do. So if they can be without each other and still win, what does that really change? Um, optically, it'll, it'll look better for that person. It, it'll, you know, it's Obviously, Tom is more set up right now, we think, to, to go and win a Super Bowl in Tampa um, rather than Bill being able to win one next year um, with with the Patriots. So it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. Now, when you had those two guys together, they made it look easy to just get there almost every single year or be in an AFC championship every single year. You know, now the road is going to be tougher because they don't have each other. Um so I don't know. I mean, I, I think odds are neither one wins a Super Bowl again. You know, I'd say that the better question is is, is who do we think will, will will get there? Um, you know, who who will win a Super Bowl next, Brady or Bill? I'd put my money on Bill before Brady. Well, yeah, just based on years. I mean, Bill's going to be around a lot longer. Just, you know, he wants to catch Shula, so that's at least 
oof, I don't know, five years maybe now. So he's going to be, well, what we think Brady's going to retire at 45. Um, but Bill is, people need to understand, at least Pats fans, this is not a thing that's going to work out in one year. Bill is going to have now two, three years here to really turn the ship and get it back in the right direction uh, in terms of quarterback and, and, and people around him. So he, he's going to pick the next guy, which I prefer him to do. And he's going to have more years to turn it around than Brady will, you know, to win a Super Bowl. Eventually here, Tom is not going to be the player, he, you know, he was <laughs> seven, five, seven years ago. It's just not going to happen. You know, Father Time, I know he's got this TB12 method, but um, eventually it's going to turn. So it's just a matter of I, my my money's on Bill just based on, number one, he's going to have a longer tenure here at the end of his, his career. He wants to catch Shula. That in itself is enough motivation. And now he wants to do without Brady, and he wants to, you know, kind of kind of get going on his own with with a new guy. So there's a bunch of uh, you know different factors here for both sides. Um, but I think you ask me now in the next two years, sure, I think Tom has a better chance to get there. But over the longer haul, I would go with Bill just because he's going to have longer years. He's he's done it. You know, he, he can build a team. He can coach them up. Um, and I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he's able to do without Brady. Yeah. I, I think if, as terms of who it will impact most, I don't think it won't change anything about either of their standing. I think it will give Brady just a little bit more of a, of a tick because he could show that he didn't need Bill. We all probably we all assume that you could give Belichick most um, above average quarterbacks and he could win a Super Bowl. Like we, people have already assumed that he's the great. If he's the greatest coach of all time, he doesn't need a Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl to have a dynasty. Yes, you need a Tom Brady. Um, I think that's why they've had the success they have had is because they're both the greatest of all time. Um, that won't change if they each win a Super Bowl. I think it maybe gives Brady just a little bit more of an edge because like that's something Peyton Manning was able to do. People still say Manning is better than Brady because he was able to go somewhere else and, and win, which is just completely asinine. But um, it would be that one little maybe extra tick notch in, in the belt for Brady. Um, yeah. Number five, um, moving along here, question, questions from Jake. That's that's the, the, the headline for the show. How about that load management? Once Corona passes, we will see the most rejuvenated and intense playoffs for basketball and hockey that we've seen in a long time. Um, I disagree. I think you're going to see maybe some of the worst and sloppiest playoffs, at least in the first rounds of both the NHL and NBA. Because say they just decide to go right to playoffs, especially so, if, even if they give like a 10-game leeway into you know the playoffs for, for both seasons whenever they start up again, um, you know, we're, we're all hopeful that they don't cancel the seasons, that they, they do play out this these seasons. Um, I think at least for the first rounds, oh, so sloppy <laughs> because these guys can't play together. Um, and it doesn't matter how much you know, you know, it doesn't matter if you've been playing basketball with a guy for the whole year or, or five seasons. If, you, if you're not with them for six months and, and then you try to get back out on a court together, it's if you haven't been playing basketball that whole time in a group, which is you shouldn't be doing right now, um, 
It's just going to be ugly. It's going to be sloppy. So, you know, will guys by the end have more in the tank when you get to, like, a, a cup final or the NBA finals? Sure. Um, initially, though, I think it doesn't matter how rejuvenated or good these guys feel, it's it's going to be ugly looking. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the other side of it. I think a team – you look at a team like the Celtics, they're so banged up. I think they're going to come back. And, you know, especially if you jump right in the playoffs, yes, you're going to see some rust. But if you're going to give, you know, maybe a, a week or two of games just to finish out maybe a eight-game stretch here to finish out a season and, and see what happens uh, – I think that that could take over the rest of those final final few games that they decide to play. You get back practicing a little bit. I think uh, a team like the Celtics will benefit uh, supremely from that because of the injury situation. So um, if they jump right into the playoffs, of course there will be some of that. Um, but if they give them a little time to practice and play a few games before just jumping into the playoffs, I think it's hugely hugely important for a team like the Celtics team like the Clippers all these teams get healthy and uh, I think it could be could be a really really good end to a season obviously we kind of missed a whole chunk here and if it comes back I think teams will be healthy and rested it's just a matter of getting through those you know through those first few weeks and then really ramping up into the playoffs I kind of, I kind of, I, I can see that. Um, interesting possibilities with the load management. You know, take, looking at it from a teams who are injured and coming back standpoint. Uh, if the playoffs get pushed back to say July and August, the possibility that the Nets could have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both healthy again, and they're a seven seed right now, but that's a whole different looking team if both of those guys are healthy and if you were the Nets would you even want to risk that um, no or, or would you want to wait till next year whatever that looks like would you want to would you want to chance those guys playing um, if they're ready to go no definitely not I would say just wait at that point you're already at the, the you know the tail end what if you know KD's not quite ready but he is and you you want to make that call because oh we can make some noise as a seven seed and then he goes out there and gets injured for the next two years so I think uh, if you're the Nets or a team like that you just want to stand pat wait till next year both those guys will be back and you can have a full season going into the playoffs with them I don't think you want to ruin anything or risk anything here with either of those guys for the next you know two weeks as opposed to the next two years. So uh, I think from that standpoint, you just stand pat and you, and you wait till next year. Yeah. Um, last, last part here from Jake. Hopefully Corona shortens the baseball season because goddamn the season is too long. I amen. think, uh, yeah, uh, let me get an amen. <laughs> I, I think, um, Baseball. When we talk about the NFL could potentially be the the team that's most the league that's most affected by this pandemic. I think baseball also could be affected in the sense, you know, maybe not from being able to play their season, but more people might realize that wow, we really don't need to watch baseball or how much we, baseball kind of already is is has become the the fourth sport behind the NFL and then the NBA is is right there with the NHL and baseball kind of is really falling behind and it's an opportunity for them to maybe make some changes but like 
the NBA may just embrace, why not start in Christmas? They've already kind of talked about that. That way they're not competing as much with the NFL by starting in October. They start in, at Christmas. You go from Christmas up until June, and then you have your playoffs throughout the summer. Um and the NHL would kind of stick to its its schedule where it's happening kind of concurrently with the, the NFL season. But for the most part, it's, it's happening after the NFL season. And baseball then kind of gets squeezed out. Would you rather watch the NBA Finals or a regular season baseball game? Not oh, please, a chance, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, not even close. So, I mean, I think you just, you just shorten the baseball season to like 50 games and then make it go from like – April to uh, like June. Wait, or something, did you say yeah. to fifty games? Oh yeah, fifty games. Yeah. <laughs> you, that's, let's just so you don't even so you don't even play everybody twice. No, you can't do fifty games. Yeah, let's just squash, you, you, let's you'd just have squash to, the whole thing. You'd <laughs> you'd have to just just baseball canceled indefinitely. You, you'd have yeah. you'd have to if you wanted. Hey, I'm down fifty games. You just have to get rid of like interleague play. You know. That, that's How about one twenty though. Like, let's just shorten the whole thing. Oh, I'm down. One, I'm gonna have to get it down to like eighty something. Have it eighty eight games, something like that. Yeah, they would never do that, I guess. But well, oh, they never like, do fifty either, Christian. Oh yeah, no, I know. That was, <laughs> so that was, that was just a joke. But I would say, <laughs> you know, the the NBA thing is interesting. I I honestly wouldn't mind it because, for me personally, at least, you know, selfishly, I'm like. Man, there's this, this like black hole in the summer of like no sports because baseball is just so bad and and I can't I can't watch it because it's too boring. If you throw the NBA on in the summer, I'm all for it. Yeah, I I, I think baseball is going to get squeezed out. I, I think people already. Oh, did you see? Uh, I guess we have Red Sox news. We could we could impart. You know, we we said there was nothing else to talk about. Uh, Chris Sale is going to have Tommy John surgery after all. Shocker. Um, shocker! News dump in the midst of a pandemic. Typical Red Sox style. Let's uh let's let's just let's just sneak this in here. Oh um, Chris Sale is going to have Tommy John surgery. Um. So he, he he is done for the year. No surprise. I mean, I guess why not? You know, it looks like the the season's not going to happen anyways for baseball. He's not on time, so why not just get it over with? Yeah. But um, if if and when the baseball season starts, uh, the Red Sox are going to be even even worse than uh, than we figured they'd be. Yep. You lost your best pitcher to Tommy John. You traded your superstar player away, and now the season might be cutting games so the only positive is that there could be less games that's really the only positive because other than that the red sox are not going to make much noise uh when competing against the yankees so uh baseball's over as far as i'm concerned until october and maybe even then we don't even know you know baseball in october is at least doable and it's more exciting now, granted, we knew we didn't know the the astros well in quotations we didn't know that they were cheating uh but you know it, it gets exciting towards the CS and the in the World Series. But even then, uh, n- not not about it. I don't know. Just I just I just can't get I I can't sit down and watch a game every night for f- four hours. I just can't do it. So yeah, I uh, I can't. Yeah, no, no, no baseball for me. I, I was excited to see early on like how teams handled the Astros, like that first week or two of like, are these guys just getting drilled every single at bat? But then after that, I, yeah, I probably wouldn't have really cared that much until, you know, 
sometime around late August, early September. And, and, yeah. and, and it would have been just casual at, at that. Um, so, uh, Thank you to Jake for for the uh, litany of questions. Uh, some some good conversation. Keep the questions coming. If you want to have your questions right on the show, you can email the show, the 360 Sports Show at gmail.com. Email us anytime, and then when we do the show, you know we can we can roll through uh, your questions. Um, like this one from Mark came in uh, before Tom signed with Tampa Bay. He was hoping for Brady to go back to San Francisco. Uh, he says that Garoppolo is a bust and a super and, and San Francisco is Super Bowl ready a qb maybe wins them a super bowl obviously they're gonna have they're sticking with garoppolo um but in terms of the patriots he says that new england needs to get another tom look for bill to get a late round quarterback maybe the fifth or sixth round quarterback uh to draft a quarterback um otherwise bill will go with who he has stidham or someone or other new england's short passing game and receiving core don't really need a dynamic quarterback but one sure wouldn't hurt that's kind of where we're at um thank you mark for the question you know we 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 figure that bill's just kind of going to roll with young guys and and draft picks and he doesn't need they're not going to go after they're not going to try and trade up for anybody in the draft they're yeah. gonna, they're going to try and hit get lightning in a bottle again um and hey we'll find out now we've seen him do it you know with guys uh, you know that they draft and have had to plug in here and there. So I think they're more than capable of just drafting a guy. They're not going. They're not a team that's going to go out and sign a guy to a free agent contract. It's just not going to happen. No, I mean, I prefer them to just roll with Stidham, honestly, at this point. But um, even in the long run, like, say, two years from now, oh, they're, yeah. they're not going to go out and give, like, hey, like, you know, Russell Wilson's a free agent. Like, that, they're, I don't think with Belichick, they're ever going to be a team that goes out and brings a guy in from the outside for, for big money. I, just, I don't think it'll ever happen. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's just going to roll with the young guys. Now, if they really somehow just stink this year and maybe go after a guy like, you know, Lawrence, but I don't know. I, I just see them go with the young the, the young guy route and, and seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, kind of to transition here at the end, you know, thank you everybody for, for the questions. Um, you know, we're doing the show live through Facebook for those who have kind of popped in and popped out um, because me and Christian uh, can't be together, can't be in the same place at the same time right now uh, because of this, uh, uh, the coronavirus outbreak, but uh, still able to bring you the show. And we figured we might as well pump it out live while we're chatting on the phone uh, with each other and through the wonders of the internet, we can give it to you live. And then uh, you can go and check out the show later uh, in podcast form. Uh, the 360 Sports Show is available on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play, pretty much anywhere where you can get a podcast, you can you can hear the show. You know, It's hosted up on SoundCloud, so go and subscribe there if you like. Also, subscribe to us through Instagram and Twitter, at 360 Sports Show, uh, for all sorts of updates. You know, We put up little fun things throughout the week there uh, as well. A lot of our Photoshop work has been there. If you wanted to go check out how Tom Brady uh, looks in a Bucks jersey, you can go uh, and see it live. We can actually we can overlay it on right now. If you're watching live, there you go. Tom Brady in a Buccaneers jersey. Uh, we had also uh, envisioned, uh, Christian, you know, I, I was playing around uh, throughout the week, you know, uh, how, how long will, will Tom Brady uh, – 
stick around. And so we we, we had a couple of uh, some good people. Some good you know people were using the uh, the face app. You know the 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 Russian yeah. app uh, to to put beards and stuff on on Tom Brady. You know the year is twenty forty five, and the league is actively trying to ban Tom Brady because he refuses to to retire. Um, yeah. So all that sort of fun stuff is is out there uh, on on the on the social medias, um, and we we love to have your questions. Uh, to transition here at the end, uh, you know we can't ignore what's going on in the outside world, and that it's. Every day, you know, it's it's getting worse in places uh, in Europe. Um, it is getting better in in Asia. I'll say that's encouraging. That you know they're 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 reporting fewer and fewer cases by the day, if if any, of uh, COVID nineteen, and and they were a place that was you know it, it looked um, pretty dire for them, and they were pretty late to react to things. And if they're doing better, there's hope. You know, for places like Europe, who are doing really bad right now because uh, their healthcare systems are, are overworked and, and overrun. Uh, I think it's good that the United States. You know, people want us to just go to an immediate lockdown, lockdown everything. I don't think that really does uh, much good because then you know you're, you're trying to balance the. You can't put the whole country in lockdown. I think some states have gone there because they needed to, because that's just the stage they've reached. Uh, you're towing the line between uh, health care and total economic collapse, I guess. Um, so currently, you know, we're both here in Rhode Island. We're not under lockdown yet. Our governor said she doesn't want to do it because it doesn't seem necessary yet. I just think for anybody listening, whoever listens to this, I think, Christian, you're on the same page with me. Everybody just has to be smart. I mean, this the, the whole – everybody by now, if you've been on social media, you've seen the flatten the curve. Uh, that That's that's the buzzword, um, buzzwords. Um, and it's true. I mean, I, I'm assuming you're feeling great. I feel great. We're not doing the show together because it's just not smart to do right now. You know, there's plenty of people who are – Infected, but asymptomatic, and it's not worth worth the spread to others, to at-risk people. And the best way we can mitigate this, and yeah, maybe if if everybody just went about their business like normal, and restaurants didn't close, and bars stayed open, we could all have fun, you know. But then we'd have you know three hundred million. The whole country would be infected, and Lord knows what that would look like. You know, are we gonna have to suck it up and stay in our homes? And hey hang with your significant other for a prolonged period of time oh no um and not get together with our friends in person for a little while yeah maybe for a month or two months while this thing slowly weeds its way out as opposed to spiking and we just have to completely you know bend over to it um everybody just be smart i mean i think anybody that's trying to ignore this right now or thinks that it can't happen to me, or I don't care, you know, I'm young, blah, 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 is just so reckless and so immature and tone deaf. Yeah, 100% agree, and that's the main problem right now. You see, I still see these beaches flooded with people in Florida, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, I, I just, even if you're not, even if you feel fine, right, just don't be stupid. It, that, that to me is stupid. Going into a large area with a ton of people is just ac- asking to get not only you, which if you're younger, it, this this myth that it's like, oh, if you're younger, you're not going to get it, or you're not get when you do get it, you're, you'll be perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. If someone likes feeling like if you've ever had the flu, 
supposedly it's worse than that in terms of like respiratory where you can't breathe that well and you're coughing all the time like who wants to get that number one and number two it's not about you. You, you. you might be fine. It's about the people around you. You know, the 60-year-old the, the guy that has a, a condition that, oh, he, he'll live 30 more years, but if he gets this, this virus, that's it. Like, it's just, you know, you got to be smart. And I know a lot of people are just, it's kind of like one of those things that's just been memed over and over again. But it, it, it's you just got to take it seriously. I mean, there's a reason these, these places are locking down. Like just look at Italy. Italy is going through one of the, like they have the highest uh, death rate yet. And it's just, it's, you know, they have, obviously there's, there's multiple factors for that. Older communities, smoking, preexisting conditions, but it's just one of those things that it shouldn't need to be said that you, you just need, need to be smart. Because if, if you want to be, if you're young and and you get sick if it was like not a pandemic yeah if it became serious for you you go to the hospital you'll be fine if everybody is sick there's not enough beds there's not enough supplies yeah you can't if you have a serious case you you don't know if you'd be able to get enough help or enough attention or the doctors themselves are sick that's where young people, I don't like, don't get it. Is it's like, oh, you know, think, uh, I'm not going to get it serious, or if I get serious, I'll just go to the hospital. Well, yeah, dummy, you and what 300 million other people that that does that math doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that is still not taken seriously enough, and we're headed for a country lockdown. That's what we're headed for right now because it's just everyone's reckless. It seems not everyone, but a lot of people are just super reckless about uh, this whole thing from the beginning and that's the way it's heading so who knows at this point we'll, we'll see if numbers come down you know they they obviously have come down in 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 asia and which is is, is a positive thing don't get me wrong but um that doesn't unfortunately if their numbers are down, that doesn't mean our numbers are down. It's just growing here. So No, the, the epicenter has just changed. It's now in Europe. Um, hopefully, yeah. you know, America is able to, to, to weather the storm and not become an epicenter because I think it would be way worse here um, if it did. Um, and just because, you know, you know uh, Aaron comments on the stream, truth, hashtag stay home. Um, that doesn't mean you can't have fun. That you know, it, it just means that you, you're not going to get together with your friends and have drinks in your house or yeah. over their house. And it doesn't mean you can't go outside. I have gone for walks every single day. You just—I'm not going to congregate with a group of people. Me and yeah. uh, my girlfriend—we go for nice, nice, you know, long walks. We've gone to the beach, but you're not going to sit packed in like you would in the summertime. You're going to go and you're going to stay away for the most part from people. And it's not out of like, you know, uh, I guess it's a little bit out of fear, but it's just about being smart and you know staying away you know we're still you know right now you can still prepare and go out and get your own food uh you know you can get takeout from stuff some places even now you have takeout beer and wine uh which i think is uh the ultimate in alcoholism if <laughs> you know yeah. you're ordering ordering ah can i have a six pack of bud light to it's go? more to yeah it's more to help the restaurants. it's totally to help the restaurants but know. it just it just seems <laughs> like the it, most alcoholic thing ever but yeah yeah um, yeah you can i get can i get uh, you know those old plastic chilies to go cups that you'd get as a kid it's just like yeah can i get that with full of just wine please? <laughs> yeah um 
So you know, there's there's you can you can still get some food out. We're we're preparing all. We're all going to become great chefs, I think. You know, because we've all been cooking our own food um, for the most part. Uh, you know, that's that's what I've been doing. That's a lot of my friends have been doing, and. Have fun with it. Live stream your attempt to try and make a quiche and, and see how horribly it goes. You know, everybody's becoming experts on live streaming, too. Um, there's ways to be social while social distancing. Um, you know, Christian, uh, I don't know, you know what, what you guys have been doing, uh, but like last night, I figured out a way. We used Twitch to live stream my PlayStation 4. We booted up some Jackbox games. I got a whole bunch of friends on a, on a group call um, through Facebook so we could all talk to each other and hear each other. And the way Jackbox games works is you just got to sign in with your phone. You use your phone as like a controller. And you know what? We had 10 people all in different places, all in different rooms, all on one Facebook call playing a game together. That's we have the technology. We have the technology to be able to be socially distant yet still social, and I think those are the things. You know, necessity is the mother of all invention. We're figuring out ways to do this. Hopefully, we all come out of this and can go back to being social people and, and being in person to person with each other. But for now, we have to embrace all these avenues. We can still have fun. We can still enjoy each other's company. Can I? You know. I haven't even gone over to my parents' house in uh, two weeks because I don't want to risk potentially getting them sick, you know? Yeah. And, and does that hurt? Yeah. You know, I want to go over and give my mother a hug and a kiss and, you know, uh, dap up my dad because uh, we have a whole little routine, you know, when we get together and talk about sports and all sorts of other things. Can't. Now, yesterday he rode by on his bike and he sat on the wall outside, you know, near my apartment and we sat like 10 feet from each other and chatted. You know, that was great. It's doable. We will get through this. We will survive. But everybody just has to get on board. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. Everybody has to get on the same page here and just take the thing seriously. We'll get through it and you can go back to living your normal lives. You're taking a short term hit here. It's not. Like, it's not that bad. I'm sorry you can't go to your frat party and get hammered. Like, you know, take a break for a month here and and we'll be through it. But instead, it's like, let's just get a bunch of people together because uh, we have to be uh, together but apart. So let's just get a a, a pack a bunch of people into a room. Like, it just you got to be smart. It's not a snow day. It'll end. You know, it's just a matter of of time before eventually it ends but it's just you know what are the repercussions because people not getting on board here and taking it seriously yeah i've seen the the meme circulated that you know uh you're telling me we just have to stay home watch tv and knock it out of bed to save the world let's not screw this up (laughs) like Yeah, yeah like literally the 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 orders are do nothing It's just like, you know, my grandparents, our grandparents, they were asked to go into World War II. We're being asked to stay at home. Like, I've been practicing for this moment for my entire <laughs> life. Now that it's here, people don't want to get on board. I just don't understand it. Yeah. So what have you, have you, have you guys, uh, what have you guys been doing at home? You know, here, like we kind of have developed our little routine, you know, we each are doing our work, you know, everybody's working from home, you know, those who can. So we have work, um, you know, we have breakfast, lunch and dinner, and then go for a walk. And then at night, you know, watch TV, try and get some friends online to do stuff. Um, what have you guys been doing, uh, at home? I know you, you, you had to go through a move, so I'm, pro- I'm sure there's a, still a lot of unpacking that has to be done, but yeah, we're uh, kind of taking our 
our time with that at this point. So we're we're like leisurely packing, and then we'll you know catching up on movies and shows, which is kind of nice. And uh, you know playing uh, at least you know a group of my friends play you know some video games, so we're, we're doing that as well. Um, and it's just a you know just chill. Like honestly, that's just it's fine for me because it's just we're gonna we're gonna eat as normal. We're gonna go for a walk. We'll watch a movie. And that'll be like, it's not that difficult to me, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of what we've been doing. You know, we get friends online. That's just the way it is. And not that difficult because that's the way times are now anyway. Right. So now all of a sudden everybody with all this, everybody's taking a social media to talk to people. And then, uh, as soon as someone tells them not to do that, they want to get in a group of people. I just, I don't know. For me, it's, uh, pretty easy we just we get into our normal routine of eating we'll go for a walk uh you know go for go to the grocery store once a week stock up on some food and watch movies tv games board games whatever you got and it's just kind of i mean it's not super warm out but it's nice enough to take a walk at least so yeah that's kind of where we're at it's just walking and you know getting some fresh air but not going into large groups of people it's it's funny how you know three months ago you know you wouldn't have had to tell people you know people like there's you know people joke about you know not going to parties and staying in all night and not wanting to go out the minute you tell people don't go out it's like well you don't you can't tell me what to do yeah right (laughs) this makes no sense but hey uh it is what it is i guess we'll see what happens here it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see where we are from like few weeks from now if, if everybody gets on board yeah so obviously for those listening uh for those uh, listening live right now and those uh, who will listen to this as a podcast you know we want to talk sports here we want your sports questions um but right now you know while we're all going through this coronavirus thing together send us your your thoughts on that what you guys are doing uh to be socially distant or how, how you're handling things um you know we, we we want the listeners to be to be a part you know send us send us anything uh you know, we, we like uh, you know TV show suggestions. Those are always those are always welcome. Uh, any any cool creative ideas you guys have had um, during this? Like I said, you know, it, it worked out great last night. You know, if you if you have somebody who has uh, has the ability to say live stream. Uh, you know, group type video games. You know, those party type games, um, and and get everybody to play along. Uh, like we said, it was the most socially social we've been while being socially distant in the past two weeks. So love hearing those types of stories. Uh, if you want to contribute uh, anything to the show, uh, we welcome it. Email the show, the 360 Sports Show at gmail.com. Hit us up through Instagram and Twitter at 360 Sports Show. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll read it on the show. We want everybody to come here. This 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 can be our our meeting place is on the 360 Sports Show. So we're we're here to serve. Um, so uh, Christian, uh, if you don't have anything else, I think uh, I think we may be wrapping up the show. What is the what does the week ahead look for you? Are you still do you still have to go into work? As of right now, yes. Oh, that's that 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 is unfortunate. So you can't actually just stay home in your pajamas and uh, and work. Not at this time. We're gonna see here. Uh, I might try to negotiate something. But. <laughs> you might <laughs> have a cough. Yeah. No, I can't do that. But I, I, I feel like any all of a sudden everybody's superstitious. People make up lies that they're sick all the time to not do stuff. But right now, it's like I don't feel like that's the right thing to do. I should do that yeah. because I'm gonna jinx myself. 
Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it. So I'm just going to stand pat and see what happens. All right. Well, thank you to everybody who tuned in live. This podcast will be up later on tonight on SoundCloud. So go and subscribe to us there. So if you missed the show or missed it in its entirety, you can go and listen to the whole thing there. Thank you for those who sent us questions, for those who tuned in live. Uh, And we will catch you guys uh, next week. Stay safe, everybody, and we'll talk to you again soon. See you later.